I think she's heartbroken because I think she realized she's been duped by her own husband. Welcome to episode 40 of Off the Charts, a stellar newscast. I'm your co-host and producer, Whitney McKnight in Missoula, Montana. And I'm Woo-hoo! I'm I, had going- I had to say that. From New York by my colleague, co-host, and fellow astrologer, Elizabeth Grace, with news and astrological commentary for the week of June 12th, 2023. We'll get to our top stories in a moment, but first, hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. I give you a big woohoo for oh, being in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> it's great. We are both... Big- Renegade. Big sky. Sorry. I'm, I'm excited. I'm sorry. I'm excited. Big sky. All right. Elizabeth and I are both renegades from corporate media. We report and analyze the cosmic impulses behind the news. We offer you an alternative to the corporate media model that manipulates you into working against your best interests. We bring you news from the ensouled universe, where cycles within cycles suggest there's a greater consciousness enfolding us. Moving through us and around us, it's a larger intelligence that extends beyond what any of us could possibly ever imagine. And as always, the goal of this newscast is for you to truly gain a level of confidence that regardless of what the media might be saying, there are always deeper rhythms and patterns afoot, and they can be anticipated even if not controlled. And you can remain calm and hopeful. And most of all, you can lean on your own powers of observation to rise above the chaos and find hope and calm. All right. Well, in this episode, we're looking at former U.S. President Donald Trump's arraignment in federal court, the arrest and subsequent release of former Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon, the commencement of the climate trial held versus Montana. And of course, Elizabeth will share the planetary patterns she has an eye on for over the weekend and into next week. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's all out of the way. That's who we are. That's what we're all about. And that's what we're going to be doing. Let's get to the news. All right. So uh, Elizabeth, can you get us caught up on recent, current and coming planetary patterns, please? So uh, this we are recording this on uh, June 15th. And the big news that we have going on right now is that Saturn is slowing to its retrograde station. It's going to go retrograde, I think, Saturday or Sunday, depending upon your time zone. Um, I forget. But anyway, and so what we have, when you have a planet that is slowing to its station, it is it, the, the the effect, in my opinion, is akin to a somebody leaning on a car horn. The planet yeah. is slowing to a stop. So mm-hmm. all of the things related to the planet are in focus. Mm-hmm. So sad generally accepted observation. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 I like my car horn analogy because I I don't think anybody else says that. I think that was mine. So I'm going to take credit for that just because. So so we have notions of karma, structure, authority, controls, limits, their whole pile of headlines. If you just glance at the at the front page about people that are that are downsizing. So Saturn in focus, we're expecting cuts, losses, strategy to become prominent. Um, The sun is moving into a square with Neptune. That's going to be exact this weekend. So we're also getting a bit of a bewildering spin coming in. Uh, I'm imagining we're going to see themes of water. Here's here's something, here's a a piece on, I think it's on Washington Post that um, drought is likely to become the next big crisis, which we've been saying 
anyway yeah. with Saturn and Pisces, but now Saturn is in Pisces slowing to a virtual stop. And so we have this story showing up that is that it is in focus. Um, what does the sun square Neptune have to do the sun with- square Neptune? Uh, that's going to, that is going to facilitate stories of leader leaders, the sun and Neptune scandal, oil, water, oceans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of the above. You had a really good one, actually, in your forecast this past week about um, plastic. You know, that's kind of yes. under the radar that people are, are slowing down on on producing plastic. Now, I don't watch too much news, and I I only pay attention. I, I I'm very uh, judicious with the amount of time that I give to people who want to take my attention away from me. <laughs> so I don't I don't know a lot about the pan media scope that the way I used to because per this show, I don't think it's healthy. That being said, as my caveat, I really haven't seen anything else about plastic kind of slowing down as as a uh, manufacturing item, as a product. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that this is kind of under the radar. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if your square that you're talking about here between the sun and Neptune will um, bring that to light and confuse people. <laughs> so Neptune is going to be turning retrograde at the end of this month. And since... Um, so we're going to be seeing more stories of Neptune themes over the next couple of weeks. And, and remind us again, remind our listeners, what are Neptune themes besides so our Neptune themes? Water? And I'm just looking at the headlines right now. Um, oceans, fish, toxins, uh, dreams, aliens, space aliens, uh, everything that's woo-woo. One of my one favorite of topics. One of your favorites. <laughs> so maybe the, maybe the whole story about, hey, we have uh, recovered uh, actual physical bodies of aliens. That was a thing, the story that was going around over the last couple of weeks. Um, no, so it wasn't bodies, unless I missed it. It was spacecraft. No, they said, no, they said actual alien forms, not spacecraft. They said that they said they had some. Uh, let's Wait, who's they? Let's, yeah, this is a DOT department of they. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, because while you're fact checking that, and I'm reminding, I'll finish the list of things regarding Neptune for our listeners. While you look that up, please, because okay. I definitely did not see anything about six days ago. I didn't see it. Um, Neptune, okay. uh, drugs, um, delusion, uh, dreams, which Elizabeth has already mentioned. Um, true believers. Um, not seeing the truth for the fog, kind of like not seeing the the details because you're focused on the fuzziness of the bigger picture. So you're really not seeing anything really clearly, but it feels good. Um, but also inspiring. What can inspire you? So, you, you know, you take mm-hmm. the rough edges off of things, things that can be inspirational and cause you to think, well, I saw it in a dream. And then you can manifest it. And since we briefly made reference I think in the portion that's going to end up being for our patient subscribers, but we referenced how America is having this bizarre situation right now where Saturn and Neptune are in what is called aversion, meaning they can't see each other. It's really hard to have a dream and then make it come true right now. If you're talking about Saturn as, as um, structural, although Aquarius with Pluto, there is very good at um, digging out the, crap so that the foundation can be laid because Aquarius is about new structures. So I, and in traditional astrology, Saturn is the uh, house ruler of the, of the place of Aquarius. So anyway, I'm riffing here folks, but I have a point, which oh. is that the, the, the dreaminess of a, of a Neptune transit can eventually, it can either lead you into the delusion and into a delusionary state where you lose the plot, or it can give you something to work toward when you can get a hold of Saturn. Um, so Friday, June 9th, the guardian, the whistle 
whistleblower claims that the U.S. has alien vehicles. Okay, that was the headline. Fine. So he says that. And then this guy, Grush, G-R-U-S-C-H. And then, even though people are liking this guy doesn't know anything, in a follow-up interview with News Nation, he said that the U.S. had also found alien pilots. And so either he's bonkers, which would be Neptune, or he's just reporting the woo-woo-woo, which is also Neptune, and we just don't know. We don't know. And that is what Neptune is. It's the unknown. We don't know. But anyway, that was out there. This guy who's saying, oh, yeah, we found some bodies. Well, that thank you for uh, enlightening me to that being out there in the uh, general news sphere. I did not hear that. I'd heard about the two things that I had heard about that I found fascinating on this front, one of them being that... um, which duh, I've known this for a while, but it's nice to have it come out in the news again, that um, the U.S. is very aware of alien craft having landed and then that we've recovered it and then they don't want to talk about it because they don't want us to know what they know. And I've, that's what's interesting to me. Again, mm-hmm. secrets. Secrets are always toxic. Secrets mm-hmm. are always toxic. Mm-hmm especially when you're talking about a government. Okay. And then the second thing is, is that um, I read this in space.com that it basically was like a press release off, off of NASA. All of this work we've been doing to find out whether or not there are any other intelligent life forms, which, what does that even mean? Like life is intelligence because it comes from an intelligence. Have they (laughs) tried talking to their cat? That's an intelligent life form or the tree. Yeah, exactly. Um, That, there has been contact from the middle of the Milky Way in what astrologers would call the galactic center, which mm-hmm. is also an astronomical term, also known to tropical uh, astrologers, tropical system astrologers who do not use the 13 signs and who are not sidereal, um, also known as Sagittarius, that there is a an impulse coming out of there going, hello, we hear you. <laughs> Which is what so many astrologers and astronomers have been saying for a long time is it's pulling us toward it. This vortex in the middle of the Milky Way that is now apparently waving to us and go, hello, Hello. it's pulling us toward it. And that is why so much quickening is happening on, you know, just in humanity's experience of being alive (laughs) and of consciousness. So I didn't hear about the bodies. That's all. So now, okay, so so that was the article from the Guardian, and then looking at the at the headlines on the homepage of the Guardian right now on on the six fifteen, uh, we'll be hearing more about this over the next couple of days. Greece, a shipwreck now with up to a hundred children will below deck. I mean, Gosh, every time you reference Greece, it's some kind of tragedy: train wrecks, shipwrecks. Poor Greece. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, shipwreck is Neptune, and Saturn and Nep- Saturn and Pisces is the cuts and the loss and the empathy. So let's get back to the big story. All right, so Donald John Trump was indicted on thirty-seven counts of, um, you know, uh, hanging on to these documents. Uh, uh, that was a violation. No, 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 I know that we're not an actual news service, and we have to be super clear about our details and so forth. But I try to be, and I think we need to be really specific here. It wasn't okay. just a bunch of boxes of, you know, like dumb stuff that you clear out of your office. It was national security secrets. It was things that people have died in the line of gathering. And basically what it looks like this guy wanted to do was just, you know, huckster it, sell it. Oh, and I'm sure even before that these these boxes of documents showed up in his toilet, which is what they did. How they, Neptunian, Saturn and Pisces yes, are near the water, right? <laughs> near shit. Near I, shit. I'm positive. And I have no evidence other than observation of these people 
they were selling this long before mm-hmm. it turned up in these file boxes in the you know Mar-a-Lago toilet. And mm-hmm. the, one of the primary merchants of our national security was Jared Kushner. Just mm-hmm. saying. Yep. Nobody gets $2 billion. Okay. So that's, so the Saudis, you know. Yeah. Nobody gets $2 billion just for being a little Q-tip. Nothing. Right. Exactly. And so one of the things. Which is what he got to save his building, which I always find hilarious is 666. Six, six, six. Yeah, exactly. So, so one of the predictions that we made um, as, so as Pluto was back, so as Pluto, which is now officially in back in Capricorn, and we talked about that at our last three weeks ago in our last forecast, we said a heads up here, because what happened was Pluto backed into Capricorn as it backed up into Capricorn. It's tri- it is triggering the solar eclipse that happened on April 20th or 21st, I forget what the date was of this year. It also um, went into a fixed grand cross, uh, which is, you you imagine just all the points of a square. There's a planet on every point of a square in in that tense configuration. And they're all T-boning each other. They're T-boning each other. So you had Mars in Leo, which gets away with murder, Jupiter in Taurus, which is establishing the, the status quo, opposing, you know, is squaring Pluto at zero Aquarius, backing into Capricorn. And then we also had at the other end, um, we had the South Node, which is a toxic release point in Scorpio. So last week, not this week, we had all this stuff at an impasse and two eclipses were activated. So we would be expecting, and this is what we said uh, the last time we talked, and if we didn't say it, I wrote it in in my forecast, that anybody that has planets at the very beginning of Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, or Scorpio, or at the very end of Capricorn, Cancer, Aries, and Libra, we're going to be experiencing big surges as if a genie jumps out of a bottle or a curtain falls. This is what's going to happen. And so we had uh, Zelensky of Ukraine. Uh, he, He has Mars at zero Leo around this time that this T square was in effect. Russians blew up a dam and flooded. I mean, that you want to talk about a curtain falling and a genie jumping out of a bottle. You cannot put that back. And that is what eclipses do. So getting into this Trump thing, um, we've been anticipating. He, you know, the indictment just came down about when it seemed like this would be happening. He had transiting Mars on his Pluto. Uh, that coincided with the announcement of the Saudi PGA LIV golf merger. So it's definitely going to benefit him. And that's what the papers were saying. So that was great. But he also got this indictment. And it's interesting to look at the chart for the arraignment. That was the first thing I did after I read the indictment. I looked at, okay, when, what's going on when it's, this is scheduled to be arraigned. The prosecution is Venus and Leo. The defendant is Mars and Leo. It looks like they're going to to meet up, but they don't. They're not going to meet up. It looks like they might settle, but they're not going to. That's not going to happen. What struck me uh, Mm -hmm. is that the sun is at 22 degrees of Gemini, which is Trump's sun, and it's in the ninth house, which is the house of the prosecution's lawyers. And the lawyers are represented by Mercury and Gemini, so they're pretty good. They know their stuff. What really struck me was that the planet that represents both the judge and the jury, the jury is usually the moon. And the judge is the cusp of what we call the 10th house. Both of them are represented by the moon mm-hmm. at zero degrees of Taurus, the mm-hmm. very, very beginning. And it and both are in the seventh house, the area 
assigned to the defendant. And I thought, well, crap, I don't like that picture at all. That was my initial take. Although, because, Mm -hmm. because it looks like that the jury and the, and the, and the judge are in the pocket of the defendant. Yeah. In other words, that the judge is going to favor this defendant, but it's at zero degrees of Taurus. So it's too soon to tell. Okay. So that gave me some comfort. Then the next day it is announced that Trump appointee Eileen Cannon has been assigned to the case. And I thought, wow, I should have been telling everybody I saw this the day before because this is what happened. But there, but then it has also come out that number one, she did not oversee the arraignment. It was another guy that oversaw the arraignment. The guy, but he, but Trump was not no bail, nothing, just his own recognizance, no, no restrictions at all, other than you can't talk about this case. Like, right. Um, and. Uh, and then and then what has also come out today, which has also given me some comfort, is that he, um, Jack Smith, whose horoscope we could also take a look at, um, he filed this under something called, I think it's called SEPA, I'll have to look it up, which basically says that he filed it under protocols that enable him to immediately appeal to the 11th Circuit if there's anything he disagrees with that Eileen Cannon might do. But it's fascinating to me that, yes, in fact, the initial assignment in this case was a judge who would be likely to favor the defendant. And the judge at the arraignment didn't set bail. I mean, you compare this case to reality winner who went to prison for leaking one document that alleged to show that there was a connection in Russian meddling in the 2016 election. She went to jail like almost immediately. Right. And now all of our national security secrets are floating around with dollar signs attached to them. I know. (laughs) Here's my prediction is is that it'll be, it'll continue to be the dumb shit and the women who get them. Because for example, um, and and I'm not saying the dumb shit and the women are are, um, interchangeable. I'm saying it'll be dumb things that are not as paramount to the world's security as boxes and boxes of national security information that he's been selling or that he had an intention to sell or what the hell was he doing with it in the toilet or whatever, which none of it matters what he was planning to do with it. The fact that he did have it is the problem because lots of people were had access to it who had no reason to have access to it. I mean, it was being mm-hmm. stored in a public toilet mm-hmm. within, within the grounds of the, of the, um, of his property there. I'm saying it'll be things that are, you know, like Rico charges pulled down, Al Capone, right? It'll be mm-hmm. it'll be the the silly things that get him, and part of that is the politics. There is just not a, at the party level enough of a an appetite, Democrat or Republican, to really take him down at the level that he should be taken down, and for the things he should be taken down for. It'll be because just as a human being, he's reprehensible, and women like Stormy uh, Daniels and especially Eugene Carroll, who just got. A judge just said you she can go ahead and sue him again mm-hmm. for, for calling her names and saying that she's a liar. Mm-hmm. And she's already won that case the first time around. Yeah, uh, it, it'll be stuff like that, and it'll be no lawyer on the planet is going to want to represent him ever again. Yeah, Correct. well, no one with any skills or integrity. Heather Cox Richardson wrote a couple of days ago the history of America having a really hard time holding people accountable for heinous acts against this government, the democracy. 
And she went all the way back to, you know, after the Civil War, they charged the, you know, Confederate people who tried to destroy the the Union, but they never prosecuted because nobody ever wanted to actually face up to what had happened. And they they placated. Maybe it's sad. Yeah. Maybe no, it's that's United what I'm States. saying. Is it yeah. not a political they appetite for this? But they, but they don't want to acknowledge who we are. Well, I'm that's gonna, what you were saying. You know, they, yeah. they, it's too much to they cannot process the fact that this is a nation where people do hideous, horrible things. They, but here's an observation. And this this is an observation born out of my own observations of having been a reporter on Capitol Hill and living in Washington and, you know, being on the inside of a lot of things there. There is a political class. And just like when in police reform, people are just like, well, the cops cover up for each other. Yes, that's true. And it may or may not be because cops are dirty, but doctors cover up for one another. And that may or may not be because doctors are negligent and didn't do what they should have done. Everybody who's in a group, they bond together. And so part of the thing that um, Heather Cox Richardson was talking about, which was that there was no appetite to prosecute traitors, basically mm-hmm. the entire South. And remember, I've just left Tennessee and I was raised in the South. Lee was a traitor. General mm-hmm. Lee, sorry, folks, I'm going to just state it really clearly. He was a traitor. Mm-hmm. He turned against his own country and then mm-hmm. led an insurrection that went on for years and killed hundreds of thousands of people, I think. I can't remember how many mm-hmm. died, but let's, it was a lot of people. I actually don't remember the total death count in the Civil War. I'm sorry Back about that. Fact check, keep talking. You can, but I want to keep on talking. Seconds. Yeah. Okay, no, keep talking and I'll, but, I'll pull it up. Mm-hmm. But there is, you know, she, Heather Cox Richardson, as an historian, was saying there wasn't an appetite for this. It's not just because, oh, it was easier to just make peace. And Nixon, pardon, or Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon because he said it was better for the country to just make peace. No, it's because it's a political class. They cover for each other. You get into that group, and then now you have a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a kind of groupiness. It's like a fraternity sort of a thing. And it's really hard to force people to go against that entity because that entity then ends up having its own circulation of blood. And you don't want to get in the way of that running, you know? That's why secrecy is toxic. Have that transparency circulate the people, not the fraternity, but the people. And you do that through representational democracy, not an electoral college and not I'm going to get elected for life kinds of Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. incumbency is, is a deterrent to holding people accountable. When you're an incumbent, you don't expect to have to call out people. So that's the reason why I don't think Trump is ever going to face what he should face, mm-hmm. but he will go down and he'll mm-hmm. go down on procedural things and he'll go down on his moral reprehensibility, particularly around women. Okay. So the official figure is around 618,000. Oh, uh, well, and, but, but other estimates think that maybe as many as a 200,000 more might've actually died. But, but the official figure that was, that's a lot of people for the sake of, of hierarchy, which is what that was about. Okay, moving on. It was very interesting that as Pluto was at the very beginning of Aquarius backing into Capricorn, um, there were some notable deaths. Um, James Watt, who was, uh, you know, the former interior secretary of the United States and Reagan's cabinet, who basically divided this country into Americans and liberals. That's how he saw it. The New York Times obituary referred to him as, quote, sharp tongued. And I had to read, I had to dig deeper to find out exactly what that actually meant. I think they were being a little too nice. And then somebody else died. Oh, Pat Robertson. Yeah, he died. 
Well, tell folks who may not know who he was. So Pat Robertson, Robertson, this evangelical person who said that 9-11 and hurricanes were caused by gay people. Okay, seriously, he was more than just an evangelical person. He was one of the, he was essentially the moral majority. He was the face of the Christian right and came up at the end of Carter and all the way through Reagan. I mean, they really did come to town with with Jimmy Carter and they thought that because Jimmy Carter was an avowed Christian that they were going to be able to bend him to their will. But he he was just like, no, I'm also a Democrat and I'm also for democracy. So they latched on to Reagan and the Pat Robertson and his crew, people of the world, are the ones who ushered in a really convenient avenue for this Christian nationalism, which isn't Christian at all, but it's just fascism. I don't know. He has a Mars Neptune square in his horoscope and what we know. Well, he was definitely a crusader. That's for sure. He has sun at one degrees of Aries. So he's born a crusader. You nailed it. I mean, there you go. What more crusading do you want? Uh, So, yeah, but Mars Neptune square, which as if you've been listening to us for right in, fits right in with the Sibley chart, the Sibley chart, the United States has so many patterns, so many, so many fanatical people with Mars Neptune hard aspects. Okay, but don't but don't don't what? dismiss them out of hand because a lot of people have that square in their chart and end up crusading for for things that end up to our benefit. You know, you Yeah, need they're inspiration. Need they're inspired. They're inspired visionaries exactly. And Mars Neptune hard aspects can be quite seductive and magical and it's fantastic for putting on a Broadway show. If you or or that. calling people to your side, and if you have integrity, then you need those people on your side to get your vision through. I'm not willing to knock that because I do think ultimately, whether or not we end up with a new constitution and thus a new chart for this country, mm. that is something very beautiful about being an American. Is, is that we can inspire people to to do things that you know that is the real American dream. As we can mm-hmm. be very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What could be. We show the world. Oh God, I'm getting such a chill because one of the sh- one of the things I did uh, and I did it just this week is I went to see Hades Town on Broadway, which is a, which and I thought about you the whole time because because it's <laughs> I, love that. No, I went no, to hell and I, I couldn't stop hell. thinking about you. I'm <laughs> thinking about Whitney. Be- no, because the chorus because they had a Greek chorus. This is a Greek myth. Greek chorus and the fates were there. And it's one of those things where the players are running around and it's the most beautiful story in the whole world. And at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter because Orpheus well, loses. Half of our audience is going, what in the world what is she talking about? It's because in our interview of one another, which was episode, it was, I don't know, was episode 39. 39, where we, it was for patrons only, but um, I mean. But made- hey, you can, anyone can listen to yeah. it, but you just have to be willing to support us. <laughs> for a small the, the, the reference that Elizabeth is making is, is that I talk about the planets as a Greek chorus on my mm-hmm. life. That's why. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's my take on why Trump and I could be wrong and I'll be delighted if I am, but I just don't think Trump will ever face the full orchestra, the the full score for the full orchestra, the full 150 piece orchestra Mm -hmm. of a Wagnerian overture that he really ought to be faced with. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the, um, the modern quartet that brings him down. It'll be the kind of very pointy, um, very technical sounding music that he hears, but either way, that sucker's gonna it'll pay be, the price. No, it'll be the you know here you know here here. This is what it's gonna be. You're gonna love the double entendre. It's gonna be the Kronos Quartet. You think it's gonna be Saturn that brings him down, huh? It, yeah, it's the Kronos Quartet that's gonna bring him <laughs> down. Very small, and Elvis Costello will be doing the vocals in the background. 
Elvis Costello did an album with the, the Julia letters. Yeah. That's what's going to take him down. Well, um, on that yeah. obscure note, right. let's move on to, speaking of the UK, Elvis Costello. Yes. This is a very thin transition, but nonetheless, Elvis Costello is an Englishman. Nicola Sturgeon is not, but she is of the UK. Nicola Sturgeon is the former first minister of Scotland. And I was just reading the prediction that I made, which I made in very general terms, even though sometimes I see things like, oh, yeah, like, for example, we should visit the whole business going on around Prince Charles. Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes of um, the episode that we did on his coronation, you know, I was very specific about certain Mm -hmm. things around his Mm -hmm. coronation that I didn't come forth with um, publicly. But um, same thing here with Nicola Sturgeon. I said there would be a surprise. And that was a pretty safe prediction. Um, mm-hmm. But I was wondering if she was going to get ensnared. And, you know, it sounds really convenient for me to say, well, you say that now, but you didn't say it then. So that's fine. Um, but she has been ensnared in the general fuckery of the party that her husband brought her into. And um well, I'm saying that her husband brought her into it. I just think that she's implied she's basically she's been a She's been arrested. She's been released. She was brought in for questioning around financial improprieties that involve her husband, who is also very prominent in the Scottish National Party. And there's been a call for her to either just resign um, from not just the party, but also her parliamentary position. But Mm -hmm. she said, I didn't do anything wrong. And she resigned back in February from the position of the first minister, which I found really fishy. So I, um, I wrote about it and it's, it's on the website for Insold. Um, and you can find that if you, beca- I don't know if it's paid or not. I have no idea, but I don't remember, but, um, yeah, it looks like it is. Um, it's on the website and I took apart her resignation speech bit by bit and, uh, predicted on a monthly basis based on the transits, what would be coming up for her. And I did say that at the end of the May, of May, moving into June, there would be a surprise. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say, I believe the pressure on her sense of personal armature and her approach to partnerships will either fly apart entirely or benefit from the energetic support to produce mm-hmm. a surprise solution to currently intractable problems. Mm-hmm. So I think at the personal level for her, the intractable problem is probably her marriage. And uh, there maybe the surprise solution is, is that you know, she leaves the marriage because whatever's going on with him is, is starting to really impact her. I personally looking at her chart. I, I, I haven't really looked closely at his. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at hers right now. I haven't looked at his. Well, I'm staring I, think, at hers now. I think she's actually going to end up. Okay. I don't think that she's guilty and I may be wrong about that, but that's kind of where I'm leaning. And that's also looking at this as just a reporter and kind of just seeing the way people are responding to being called out and listening to the way that the, you know, the speeches and so forth. And I pulled her speech apart in, you know, back in whatever it was, March, February, Mm -hmm. it was February, Mm -hmm. I pulled her speech apart. And I think she's just trying to cover her. I think she's heartbroken. And I said that I said that in when I, I think she's heartbroken because I think she realized she's been, she's been duped by her own husband. That's my thought. Yeah. Well, the arrest came looking at the horoscope. First of all, Nicola Sturgeon is another person that has a planet at zero degrees of, uh, okay, she has Mars at zero Leo. All right. Someone who could arguably get away. Yeah. She could arguably get away 
from with murder, but, but anyway, uh, but that zero degrees Leo, which would have been activated by all this planetary action over the last few, few weeks and being eclipsed. So that's going to push things forward. And on the day she was arrested and then released, um, transiting Uranus was exactly on her Saturn in the seventh yep. house of partnership. And mm -hmm. then you look at, and in, in through the uh, modern astrology lens, um, Uranus is ruling the fourth house, which is her home, her family, her country. Mm -hmm. um, so this is this, this meaning this is a lightning bolt on her authority. Can you imagine uh, to her authority? She's being arrested. Yeah, she's being arrested. Uh, yeah. And she, what a surprise. And then Saturn which is at almost eight degrees of Pisces, but not quite, is almost but not quite opposing her Venus, which rules her seventh house, which is her marriage, and her twelfth house, hidden enemies and the self-undoing. And Saturn is not going to exactly connect with mm -hmm. her Venus until it finally turns direct again later this year. Yeah, I, but it's going to turn around first. It's going to turn. Yeah, it's it's going to turn around. So it's not going to actually cross that. But she's probably, as you so aptly point out, feeling the pressure of, of having to get serious and and take stock of her one-on-one uh, -on -one well, relationship. Yeah, here's here's how I ended that um, section of my predictions and my tearing mm. apart her speech. Quote: She, I'm quoting myself. She did not. She did note she wants to spend more time with her niece and nephews. Which, interrupting my quoting myself, I say really. Why wouldn't you want to spend more time with your husband? <laughs> but yeah, I continue, which in the classical turn chart would also emphasize the seventh house. So it's hard to know. I'm quoting myself again. Hard to know if that is as much of a motivation as she claims, given that the seventh house is about marriage and weirdly also open enemies signaling there could be some kind of surprise announcement about her marriage or another important relationship in her life. That was my roundabout way of saying back then, I think her marriage to her husband is really at the heart of all of this and it's toast. That's pretty amazing. I'm so glad you dug into this. This is great. So moving on to our last story in the great state of Montana in the first judicial district court is a landmark case called held H E L D held versus the state of Montana. Who is held held is a uh, college student named Ricky held. It's a young woman who uh, grew up in a ranching family and uh, is one of 16 um, children, essentially, this case has been going on for a while, who sued the state for basically violating its own state constitution, which I think was passed in 1972. Here, here's what they're, they're the, the 16 children. And the reason why it's named for Ricky Held is because at the time that they filed their case, she was the only one of age. But there are 15 other young people, young residents of the state of Montana, who are angry and concerned that their future is at risk as a Montanan and um, reference this particular preamble. This is the preamble they reference. This is in the Montana constitution mm -hmm. written in 1972. We, the people of Montana, grateful to God for the quiet beauty of our state, the grandeur of our mountains, the vastness of our rolling plains, and desiring to improve the quality of life, equality of the equality of opportunity, and to secure the blessings of liberty for this and future generations do ordain and establish this constitution. So right out of the gate, there is this appreciation of the sovereignty of the land. And these 16 young Montanans are saying, 
everything that the current legislature and governor and regulatory agencies seem to be in support of flagrantly violate that constitutional, the spirit of that constitution, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then uh, recently, um, this along party lines, it was Republicans and the Republican MAGA governor, Greg Gianforti, um, they, they got rid of a law passed in 1993 that offered guidance for how energy should be extracted and distributed. And one of the things that that law did was make sure that there were provisions for energy being affordable to Montanans in particular, because it's coming from their home state. Mm-hmm. So as I've mentioned, I'm brand new to this state. I am a resident of the state now. I am here. I have an address. I live here. So I'm interested in this, but I don't have a history of appreciating the the nuances and the subtleties. But the reason I wanted to include this in the newscast is because, first of all, it's children suing the state, and they have a case that is pretty compelling. Ricky Held, she was a, a person who saw this firsthand, how climate change was killing their cattle. And there are a couple of articles out there in the news um, where she gives interviews and, and supports with data, all of the things that happened to her ranching family because of climate change. Yeah. Like the power failures that cut out the that they couldn't pump water to keep right. their feet. I mean, yeah, it was amazing. You know, all of these, the, the temperature alerts because the, the, mm-hmm. the mercury is soaring. Yeah. It's, yep. The fires, all of it. So um, that's one reason is because it's children taking the initiative essentially mm-hmm. and thinking future, but also as a trend generally, you know, there are, there, are, there's an organization based in Australia and I, for, I can't remember the name of it, but its cause is to protect the moon. So there is a legal representative, there's a legal representative for the moon. Like, and I, this is a great question. Why should Jeff Bezos be the guy who gets the right to go colonize the moon so that he can ship his ship to Mars? Why is that Okay. Why does he get to just because he's the guy that figured out how to send up a rocket into space? Great. I'm glad he's that smart and that he's that resourceful, that he's figured out how to romanize the supply chain and mm-hmm. make it, as he calls it, you know, in his Roman way, the I've forgotten the actual Latin, but uh, relentlessness. That's his motto, essentially relentless, just relentlessly march forward. Well, good for him. And I don't take that away from him because there is, this, there is a reason to have that in the world. Otherwise we wouldn't have it. There's a point. Right. to it. There's a reason that we have to have sometimes some linearity, but it is not the law of the universe. And so it is certainly not the law in my mind that should allow him to take over the moon. So the, the point is, is that there's a larger trend toward the earth and animals and the solar system needing legal representation against stupidity, against forgetting that if you attack the land, you've attacked yourself. And that just brings me back to this whole idea of the nihilism that runs so much of that true believerism is, is this, we're, we're inured to anything happening to us because we're special. No, this is finally a way of bringing into the public discourse. Nobody's special. Nobody gets away from either dying because that's there's 100% mortality on that one. Yeah. And being impacted by what you do to the environment. So I love this case. And uh, it, the opening argument was Monday on June 12th. And the argument against them is basically you're 
you are stating this case based on a law that no longer exists. Well, the only reason it doesn't exist is because the Republicans in Jan 40 got rid of the law. <laughs> they abolished it. But it was that law passed in 1993 that said, here are guidelines for what, what has to happen if you're going to create energy out of the natural resources of the state of Montana. And here are the ways that we make it affordable for the people in Montana before we export it out. Well, that law doesn't exist anymore because the Republicans got rid of it. But the case was already rolling before they got rid of it. So, I mean, to me, that just seems like a sleight of hand. But anyway, so that's where it stands. So, for what way. it's so for what it's worth, I'm, I'm staring. I, I think I forgot to send you this horoscope, but we actually have a timed horoscope for the governor of Montana. 7:35 p.m. in San Diego on April 17th, 1961. Okay, so Pluto is right on his Saturn right now, and it's going to be there for the next two years. That is that is always. Uh, an intensely, it's just an intense time where there is a lot at stake and potential anguish. And Pluto is squaring his 27 degrees Aries sun. So he's going to be going through a lot uh, of breakdown. I mean, hopefully for some kind of empowerment. And then Uranus. Empowerment, empowerment of him or empowerment of what? Well, his son rules his the son rules his career as public status. So there's got to be a breakdown. Either either corruption is outed, or he's going to be on some serious power trip, or, oh. or forced to it, or both. I mean, Uranus is squaring exactly squaring his midheaven and his natal Uranus. So there's an upset there. This guy is it, it, this guy is like the charioteer with uh, you know the horse. What is it the the chariot guy with the horses that are going in opposite directions? I mean, this is what what it looks like. And his ascendant is fourteen degrees of Scorpio, which was recently eclipsed. Oh so God, the eclipses! Been, yeah. The eclipses. So this 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 is a it's very intense. Well, here's a way so, to put it. The next and couple again, of years. You know, now I'm, I live here. And so it's perhaps a bit precarious to say this, but what you just made me think of is desperate people do desperate things. And there is this sort of not just anguish and, you know, but this everything you've just described is extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a very um, extremes of control and authority. Pluto on Saturn, extremes mm-hmm. of necessary control. Anyway, um, Montana is on the map and, and Montana's own sun is at 16 Scorpio. So it has also been eclipsed. If you look at the date for Montana being accepted into the union, and then you start thinking to yourself, why are we reading all this stuff about Montana? Why do we care? Well, you start looking at the astrology of it and it makes perfect sense why all of a sudden Montana is is in the mix. The sun is at 16 degrees with Scorpio and it's Mercury. So how Montana as a state, as an entity, needs to think and communicate, um, it uh, it is at zero degrees of Scorpio. Which so means it's, it's getting, getting, yeah, it's so getting, it's getting Pluto and, and Pluto, it's, right? exactly. So what, what is going on, you know, the, the thoughts and words and thoughts that are coming out of Montana are, have greater weight now. They are quite persuasive and we're going to be hearing about them because of the astrology in in its chart it's fascinating well thank you so much elizabeth for going through all of that why don't you give us the um planetary patterns that you have an eye on coming up for the weekend and the week ahead and i will make some announcements and we'll wrap up 
Okay. Yes. All right. So this weekend, uh, Saturn turns retrograde, goes retrograde on Saturday at 127 ET. Okay. We already talked about that. But other than that, there is, we're in a, a new moon, new moon cycle. So uh, the weekend is, uh, there's no light from the moon. It's a great time to have a clandestine meeting. It's a great time because of the sun Neptune square for dreams and illusions and music. I mean, that's, that's the upside potential. There is a sextile between Mercury and Venus. Mercury is in Gemini, high functioning in the sign of that rules. Sextile, meaning that there's a harmonious, uh, a harmony, a harmony between Mercury and Venus, which is in Leo, which is here to play. So, hey, regardless of the crazy headlines we may be seeing, this can be, um, a really, fun time in your own personal world. On Monday, we have a uh, rare aspect between Jupiter, which is in Taurus, and Saturn, which is in Pisces. It is a sextile. It's the one and only sextile we're going to get. Um, so there's a co there's a cooperative spirit between business. We're going to see some very interesting business headlines involving cooperation over the next seven days is what I imagine. And then of course, we've got the summer solstice next Wednesday when we will be recording our next episode and we'll be here to tell you all about that um, when that happens. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so did much. I, did I cover it all? I, well, we got a lot covered. In fact, uh, I'm splitting this into two episodes. So, <laughs> Okay. Thank you, folks, for listening to this podcast. Members of the Off the Charts, a stellar newscast audience understand that being informed is the responsibility of citizens of a free world. And when I say free, I mean not having your mind controlled and distracted for the truth of who you are. So we really appreciate you as our listeners. You are free thinkers, and you're the ones that we have in mind when we do these podcasts. Mm -hmm. We want you to... Achieve, we want to help you achieve that kind of liberation, that kind of freedom of mind. Now, I'm saying all that, and it's true. We do appreciate all of the ways that you support us. But if it is possible for you to be a paid subscriber and uh, and to do so by going to insold.substack.com, that would help us tremendously. If that is not something that you can do at this time, please share us with others. Just send along, if you are on our mailing list and you get this in a uh, newsletter form, forward it on to others, tell them why you like it, and maybe even consider giving them a gift subscription if you're already a patron subscriber. I want to say this too. I've had a couple of um, folks write in and say, I can't get you on my, you know, fill in the blank, my iTunes or my uh, Spotify or whatever. I've looked into it and it's we're there. We're definitely there. So if you're having an issue with that, or you want to listen to premium content that comes out, that's not part of the actual schedule, for example, Elizabeth and I recorded today about a 45 minute conversation about true believers and about why people um, adhere to things that are patently ridiculous. And we have compassion for, for that sort of um, mindset. That is not going to come onto the uh, actual subscription list through any of these podcast platforms. You'll only get that if you are a, a, a subscriber free or otherwise um, that uses the, in, uh, that uses the Substack. Uh, URL. So if you would like to get that information, if you'd like to get that content, please download the Substack app. That is actually the best way to guarantee that you will get everything that we do. It's free. 
It's very easy to use. I think it's an excellent app. Personally, I use it. And that way, when you think, oh, I'm not getting it, it's not on Spotify, or it's not on iTunes, or it's not on whatever, it, it doesn't matter, you're going to have it on that app. And you can listen to it just the same way you can subscribe to it, it'll be there when you want to listen to it. If you've got part of a routine, and you like, I know a lot of people listen to us while they clean their house. That's great. Okay, thank you. <laughs> It makes cleaning their house more uh, more fun, I guess, or less painful. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I have been told that by a number of people. So, um, just I recommend the Substack app. I really do. That just that clears up a lot of um, technical problems. If you continue to have technical issues, write to me through your newsletter, or um, you can find me on um, EnsoledAstrology.com, and there's a way to contact me there. I will take it up with the support network that we have behind the scenes at Substack, and they they will respond and they will help. All right, so that's it for housekeeping. All of this basically is because you trust us, and that is what the new world commerce is based on. You have said you are trustworthy with my time, my energy, and my mind and attention. And for that, there is no way we could ever possibly thank you enough. Once again, you can learn more by visiting us at insold.substack.com. That does it for episode 40. I am Whitney McKnight, publisher of News from the Insold Universe, and also documental mapping the American states of mind, both on Substack. Well, by the way, I didn't tell you this, Elizabeth, I just won an award uh, for- you won, an, you won an award? I did. I won a year's uh, scholarship <laughs> based on the strength of documental. I am now a student in a business program that has a bunch of NYU, New York University professors, including one of my favorite, Scott Galloway. And on the strength of my my content at documental, I was given basically all of these MBA courses. So I'm learning to be a better business person so I can market my work. <laughs> oh my God, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank Yay. And so that can only help us here at, uh, at News from the Insold Universe as well. Uh, so that's McKnight with a K. If you want to look me up again, it's Whitney McKnight, M-C-K-N-I-G-H-T. I am also the producer of this podcast and Elizabeth Grace is my co-host. She writes a weekly forecast tracking what she calls the astonishing synchronicities between planetary patterns and news headlines. And she has been at it for almost 15 years now. You can learn more about her work and subscribe to her forecast at Elizabeth grace.com. Elizabeth has an S, not a Z. So until next time, folks, please keep hope in your heart and do go outside at night and look up at those amazing stars. Look up. Bye-bye. Bye.